Hey, Dad. Hi, how you doing? I was listening to a preacher. I'm good, by the way. Good. How are you? I'm good. All right. I was listening to a preacher the other day, and he was he was saying that the, the wrath of God is coming. He will not relent. He has spoken, and he does not change his mind. And wow. I was like, wow. Snap. We're all doomed, right? No, but, but, then, but I started thinking about it. I'm like, hold up. There are some examples where God changed his mind in Relented, the Bible. in fact. In fact, he held back his wrath. And I'm yeah. like, it's fun to say, you know, with, with God, there is no shadow of turning or change, but yet... Which is biblical. It's the Bible says that. But I, so I started thinking of some examples. Uh-huh. First one came to mind was Moses. Like, he comes down from the mountain after getting the tablets, and, you know, they've just gone crazy. The, the Hebrews have gone crazy, and God's yeah. like, that's it. I'm wiping them all out. I'm going to start all over with you. And Moses is like, dude, God, no. What about your great name? And he's going to be yeah. like, you took them into the desert and delivered them, and you wiped around your people. You got to save them. And God's like, all right, all right, all right. I'm not going to wipe them out. Another example, Hezekiah. Hezekiah in Isaiah 38. Hezekiah is not a book of the Bible, by the way. We refer to that. But Isaiah 38 <laughs> says, in those days, Hezekiah became sick, was near death. Isaiah, who's a pretty right. solid prophet, yeah. man of God, son of Amos, came to him and said, the Lord says, make those of your house ready for you will die and not live, which is complete opposite of that verse in Psalm that we love to quote, I will not die, but live, right? So then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, I ask you from my heart to remember now how I have walked with you in truth and with a whole heart. I've done what is good in your eyes. He cried with a bitter cry. And the word of God came to Isaiah and said, go tell Hezekiah, the Lord, the God of your father, David, I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. I'll give you 15 more years of life. Like, whoa. Like he changed just on one prayer. God's like, all right, I'll give you 15 more years. That's And that's not nothing. Be one thing. Like, I'll give you six more months, but no, I'll give you 15, 15 more years. years. Yeah. There's a ton of examples where God seems to go, all right, I'm going to change my mind on this one. Yeah. What okay. do you, what's your take? Does God change his mind? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to get us in trouble either way you go. Yeah. You know, there is a, there is a, it's kind of the exact opposite of Calvinism, the open theology yeah. movement that's kind of like, Greg, yeah. Greg Boyd, the guys like that, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it basically says that God doesn't know the future because God can only know what can be known and the future cannot be known because it's dependent upon our decisions. And they use scriptures like this, or like uh, Abraham, which is is a, tough one where it says, uh, you know, Abraham offered Isaac and was going to, and the Lord says, stop, now I know that you would not withhold your only son. And some will say, well, that was God trying to help you understand. No, he said, now I know. Either he's lying or he said, now I do know. I didn't know before, now I know. Um, so I, well, I mean, that I was the essential, the, the wager with Job too. It's like, eh, he's only going to follow you. And Job's like, no, I'm pretty sure, but go ahead and lay it on him. Yeah, yeah. And then he so, doesn't. He doesn't walk away, yeah. Let, let's talk about the Moses one first, because okay. I, I don't really think that was as much God changing his mind as Moses understanding the mind of the Lord and uh-huh. praying in accordance with God's desire, recognizing that God did not want to destroy his people, but his own justice demanded it. And so I think, I sense that it's more Moses, I think it's more of a lesson on prayer for us. Understand the heart of God and pray in accordance with the heart of God where it was God's heart, God, he knew him to be a God of forgiveness. He knew him to be a God of patience because God had been very patient with him. You know what I mean? He got mad at him at the burning bush when he kept whining and complaining. I can't do it, I can't do it. And so God finally, but God was patient with him. And so I think Moses knew the patience of God. And so he was praying in accordance with the, God, please spare them. And the Lord just kind of, I hate to say this, needed an excuse 
to be able to do it, needed a reason to be able to do it. Well, I mean, in there, verse, it says, uh, I'm looking for somebody to stand in the gap. Yeah. yeah so like, exactly. he's like, if somebody will step up and go ahead and speak up, I'll, but that's still kind of in really, his mind. That's pretty wild when you think about yeah. it, because it, it puts a lot of um, influence upon us as far as are we willing to step into it and be it, that, uh, be that person. And that messes with me, because in my yeah. earlier days of faith, I would have been like, oh, yeah, it all depends on me. But now right. the older I get, the more I'm like, dude, I can pray all I want. God's going to do what he wants. Like, Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> you know, and I, I like that passage, and I think it's in James where it says that for um, Elijah was a man like us. He prayed that it not rain and it not rain. And then he prayed that it rain and it rain. That's not a man like me. I pray that it rains and it never does. <laughs> That's true. Okay. <laughs> he was saying, but he was, he was saying he was an ordinary guy. But when he prayed, but then you re- realize that example. And so it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. But when you think of that example, yeah, but that's because the Lord told him to go and pray that it wouldn't rain. Go, Lord told him to go and open up the heavens and pray it rains. Uh, so he was walking in line with obedience to yeah. the call that God had put in him. Yeah. Which is what I'm saying Moses was doing. I think in that case, Moses was actually praying in line with the will of God. Yeah. So that God could accomplish his purpose. So that's the circular argument that could be never beaten. True. Beated. Beaten. Yeah. <laughs> because it's my at, favorite kind of argument. Yes. Yeah, so you look, well, you look at Hezekiah then. So you're saying, well, what all that, all that really happened is Hezekiah just prayed in line with the will of no, God. No, no, no. I don't, I, that I don't believe. No, I would say in Isaiah's case, either Isaiah was wrong or, I mean, the Lord said, I'll give you 15 more years. So I think Isaiah was right. So Hezekiah, Hezekiah was doomed to die. Um, and this is another mind-boggling one because when you think about it, okay, the Lord, okay, maybe the Lord changed his mind, but do you know what happened during those 15 years? He had a son, I believe it was Manasseh, who turned out to be one of the most yeah. wicked kings. Says he did more evil in the sight of the Lord than anyone that had come before him. Yeah. Yep. And so in those 15 years, it would have been better if Hezekiah would have died because he would not have had Manasseh. Uh, I don't like that. I know, it was weird, isn't it? But, yeah. But the Lord permitted it so then did God know that during that 15 years, Manasseh was going to be born and God was going to short circuit that? And not so Manasseh, Manasseh was the born? son of Hezekiah? I believe it was Manasseh. I'm not sure who it was, but I think it was Manasseh. You can, you can look that one up and correct us if it's wrong. Put the comments below. <clears throat> but I think it was Manasseh. But anyway, whoever it was, it was the, he was one of the worst kings. Wow. And uh, So God said, all right, I'll extend your life just to be nice, but ultimately it ended up not being the optimal. Yeah. Yeah. For Israel. So how does all that, I don't know how all that works out. You know, that's where I love Revel, uh, not Revelation, Romans, I think it's 11, where it says, oh, the, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments. Unsearchable. That means even Google. It's too big for Google. Even Google can't search his judgments. <laughs> it's unsearchable. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways are past finding out. Past finding out. It's not like they're hard to understand He's saying, you're not going to get this one. You're not going to, I don't get his ways. Well, I told you, you wouldn't. So that's a, man, that's very uncomfortable. So I, I read a book recently and I didn't like the guy's politics, but um, he's onto something, right? This guy named Peter Enns, he wrote a book called The Sin of Certainty. And he says that one of the greatest sins of, of, of Christians is our determination to have certainty. And God just does not. Oh, that yeah. certainty is what led to the Phariseeism of the, you know, oh, yeah, Pharisaical. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we know what God says, right? And it, it really is a humbling thing to realize you don't know. We really just don't know what God's going to do. And yes, you can pray. And sometimes you get in line with his will and hopefully, and, and then it works out to your good. But sometimes you get in line with his will and he 
takes you out. Yeah. I mean, I think Rich Mullins said, we're all just guessing. We re- I mean, it really is like <laughs> we that. Really we're are. all just guessing. But it's a, that's an uncomfortable thing to think because we want to at least have kind of an angle on how. Yeah. And I believe there are principles. That, and I think when, when you tap into those principles and how they work, for sure. You can leverage those and you just see God's blessing and, and yeah. because there's just stuff you put in the there is some sense of certainty and predictability to the world and how God's gonna work. But typically, typically. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's you know, the borrower is slave to the lender. If you get in debt, you can pretty much count on it. God's not gonna call off the, the debt collectors, they're gonna come after you. Right. It's, you. So when you work out of it, but then there's other things where it's like he un, how unsearchable his his ways. Like sometimes you go, what in the world was that all about? Like, yeah. why did he let, you know, Hezekiah, one prayer and tears, and God's like, all right, I'm the king of the why world. Not? I'll change everything for yeah. you, buddy. I'll change the whole structure of everything for you. Even though th- this kid is going to be born who wouldn't have been born otherwise, and he's going to be a real mess, and he's going to be, I don't know, did God know that? Uh, the open theologist would say, no, he didn't know that, because what can only, the future can only be known of what is known, and it wasn't. But I mean, then you've got the "gods outside of time" thing. I mean, that's a whole yeah. That's so did he? Yeah, we I won't know. we won't figure it out in the in the eleven minutes we have remaining. We won't. No, but I just want <laughs> maybe we can just confuse some it, people. <laughs> well, talk about confusing though. It does seem like God is yeah. willing to change his mind. Yeah, which I think so. This is an interesting thing. It's totally we didn't prep this thing, so I'm just I'm ad libbing here. But Emily and I were talking about some people in our life that we know that they've they've just kind of had a hard go at things. Yeah, and um. And and we look at them and we're like they're they're good people, but they're very hard headed, yeah. just incredibly hard headed. Like this is the way it has to be, and their relationships yeah. have struggled, and they're constantly beating their head against the wall. And we really like them, but they're so dang hard headed. And I just maybe flexibility is really a gift of the spirit. I mean, like. <laughs> Maybe God is not that hard-headed himself. He's like, I can roll with that. I mean, I do have all power in heaven and earth. I can roll with that. But I just wonder, I was just thinking about how, and I just wonder what areas have I been hard-headed? Like, no, it has to be this way. God has to work this way. And I just wonder if maybe God isn't even that hard-headed. I don't think he is. I think principles are principles, okay? Yeah. And if you live according to the principles, it usually works. But like, for instance, a fella in uh, in Ukraine right now who has been diligent and saving and putting aside and, uh, you know, should have prospered because he's been giving to the poor and stuff like that. And yet his home may have been destroyed in a rocket launch. Yeah. You know, and so typically principles are going to work, but there are always overriding factors. In fact, I think principles are more powerful than prayer. Yeah, I agree with that. You've taught me that and I, yeah. I agree. And I see that a lot of times with people. I'm like, did you check with anybody before you went and did that? Like... There's a real clear principle in the Bible that says that ain't yeah. going to work out. <laughs> and you can pray as much as you want to, but yeah, follow pastor, the principle. Yeah, pastor, pastor, pray for me. Pray yeah. for me. Well, why, why is, well you kind of did something that's not going to really pray your way out of it. But yeah. yet, sometimes you let God Some, pray your way out of it. Sometimes God gives grace, you know. Yeah, that's a good point, too, where I see, like, um, you know, I, I love Dave Ramsey. Um, but I think about all these people, he's been like, set aside cash, set aside cash. And now the $200,000 house they were setting aside money for is now $320,000. And it's yeah. like, dog, maybe you should have taken out a loan. Like, yeah. Like, because it would still be a $220,000 house now. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it'd be worth more. And you could have sold yeah. it and made money off of the loan, but it was like, I'm going to do this with cash. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, I agree. And and Dave teaches it's a, a principle. lot of principles. Yeah. But you also look and you're like, well, this is an interesting scenario. So really, I mean, that's where it, 
that's where it really comes down to. You've got to, and it goes back to that. You've got to listen to the voice of God for your unique situation. And obey. And obey. Obedience. Boy, what a key. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know, maybe Hezekiah got a hunch that if he prayed, God would extend his life. And so he got prayed and maybe God was just waiting for him again, the stand in the gap. Maybe God was just waiting for him to like, well, all right, ask, ask me, ask, with, ask and I'll give you the nations as yeah. inheritance. Like, so maybe God never changed his mind. Maybe that yeah, was his plan. Cir- all. See, that's what I'm saying. It's a circular <laughs> argument. There's like no answer for it, really. It's a, yeah, that's my best type of argument. It's a circular one. You can't beat yeah, me on like, that one. You right, know? Or it's semantics, or it's just, well, we agree on that. Well, that's yeah. just semantics. It's a way, how you, yeah. how you mess with the words. Well, you know, the thing is, again, it is such a question because if God, if God is all-knowing and all, then he can't really change his mind because he knew he was going to change his mind. So his plan was always plan B, but he just said that plan A because, <laughs> yeah, right. you see what I'm saying? It's like, again, yeah, it's a, did he change his mind? Well, then did he know everything? Well, then you see this. So like, this preacher that's like, well, the Lord has already spoken. Wrath is coming on the house of God, and he will not relent. Except if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my yeah. face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I'll forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. So he's like, eh, I, I don't mind backing off if, yeah. you, if you get in line. Of course, now this guy might also say, but that was written to Israel. That wasn't written to the United yeah, That's true. So are you telling me, though, that if God's people humble themselves and pray, he's not going to forgive their sin? Yeah. And he's not going to clean like and clean house or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the land. point is, yeah, you could say, well, that was only written to them. Yeah, but so you're saying he's not gonna. You know, I love the people who get on that one about. You know, you quote that passage where um, I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts for good, not thoughts for evil. And people, go, well, that wasn't written to you. That was. So you think God's thoughts for me are? <laughs> yeah. Evil? So is it not true? Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> get over it. You know, that's the hard headedness, though. This only yeah. applies in one thing. Yeah. Which I get. And I get it. You don't want to be taking the Bible out of, out of context. context. Yeah. yeah. And you can get in real trouble taking the Bible out of context and claiming yeah. promises. I know I hear a lot of people say like, all of God's promises for you are going to come true. And I'm like, wait, are you, what promises are you pulling from? Yeah. Like the promise that I'm going to suffer or. The way Keith used to say it, all the Bible <laughs> is written for us, but yeah. not all the Bible is written to us. For example, if you are a young virgin and you want to have a child, oh, I'm going to claim that promise that a, a virgin shall conceive and bear a child. Right. Mm, that one's already been taken. That's right. You're not going to get that That's one. kind of a one-time event. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So the bottom line is we just don't know. We started out thinking God changed his mind, but we've changed our mind. We're not really sure Maybe now. we change our mind <laughs> or we change our action. I don't know. But it yeah. is interesting because there is no shadow of turning in him. Like, and he doesn't change, but I do think he changes the way he operates yeah. sometimes. And he goes, I could go that way. It's crazy to think that God would be sitting up there just like kind of shooting from the hip. But I guess when you have all power, you can't yeah. shoot from the hip. It's like, eh, if he, all right, he's 15 more years, he's going to have a son that is really a problem. But you know what? I can deal with I'm it. I'm going to accomplish my purposes. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw him 15 more years. I, I always look at it like this way. It's like, it's like this gigantic chess game. And God doesn't have to worry about you beating him. Right. You know? And so, like, if you're, if you're like this chess master, you can go, ah, go ahead and do what you want to do. Yeah, you want, you want to move the pawn over there? Oh, you changed your mind? You don't want to move the queen? Go ahead and take yeah. your queen back. Not only that, if he doesn't like any of your moves, he can just pound his fist and destroy the whole chessboard. <laughs> <laughs> True. I guess he did that once before. You know, all of a sudden there was water all Maybe over the Maybe that's why he had to bring yes. the rainbow. Like, all right, I'm never going to pound my fist and start the chessboard again. We'll work with what we got. I may destroy the chessboard, but I won't do it with water next time is what he said. That's all he said. That's he didn't right. say, because he is going to destroy it. There will be a new heaven and there will be a new earth. 
but we just know it's not going to be, you don't have to worry about it every time it starts raining. Yeah. So, so does God does change, God his, change mind? his mind? He might for you. He might. He might. So why not ask? Pray. Pray, ask. And, uh, and then be grateful for whatever the outcome is, because I'm convinced of this. God's will for my life would be exactly what my will for my life would be if I knew all the facts. This podcast was produced by Alex Burleson, alexburleson.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more from Joel, you can visit joelmalm.com. Or if you want more from Rick, you can visit rickmalm.com. Please consider leaving a review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you downloaded this podcast. Thanks again for listening. 